This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Boom! Welcome on in, Ellis, in the evening. Thursday night, first day of June 2023. I am Rob Ellis, Tucker Bagley, producing the program. we got four hours of power coming your way. Good guest list. Tonight as well, uh, 8.40, Scott Lauber from the Inquirer. We'll talk some Phillies with Scott. 9 o'clock, Ruben Frank, NBC Sports, Philadelphia. Um, you know, and really three things to dive into hard here uh, with three of the four teams. And yeah, I think you know where we're going to start here. And I, I get a lot of people were at work today. You probably keep up with it. Uh, as much as you can, as best that you can uh, with the Phillies afternoon game when that's the circumstance. But you you may not have had the opportunity to take the entire game in. And, and let me just be the first to tell you, if that's the case, uh, do yourself a favor and don't go back and watch this one and consider yourself blessed that you didn't sit through another piece of trash today. Uh, Phillies lose again. They get swept out by the Mets, who just absolutely own them. Um, And they lose today in a game where they actually jumped out early, did it in small ball fashion, which you felt like, you know what, maybe this is going to be a different day with the way they went about it. And lo and behold, it became, you know, really the same rerun that we've seen all season long. They had one runner in scoring position, one. Uh, Beyond that, they played poor defense. Their starter, who is well-paid, let them down in a big way. Um, it was really a microcosm of everything that's gone on this year. And it's, you know, it's not one thing. You know, when we talk about good teams, I usually like to point to at least one thing, one jumping off point of something that they do well. You know, they may not be perfect, but they do this. And you can count on this. And you kind of branch off of this. There isn't anything the Phillies do well. They don't hit well. Their starting pitching is not good. Their defense is not good. Their base running is not good. Their approach is not good. The bullpen has some good pieces, but there's inconsistency there. There isn't anything they do well. You know, and what I'm one thing I am pleased about 
with this week is that we've stopped with the it's early routine. We're not hearing the E word anymore, nor should we. It's not early anymore. They're a third of the way into the season. And this is not a coincidence. This is not a blip on the radar. This is a trend of what they've been. And it's not good. It's not good. 25 and 31, four straight losses, five and 12 in their last 17. They were 10 and 16 in May. You know, and then suddenly there was going to be a flip, a switch flip magically in June and everything was going to be fine. Now, it still may be. It is too early for a write off. But if you're watching this and you're not highly concerned, your head is jammed directly into the sand. You don't want to see it. You got earmuffs and <laughs> blinders on, if that's the case. It's bad. You know, and you're seeing mediocre guys like Marcana kill them. His last three games, he's six for 10 with four RBIs, 11 RBIs, and four home runs against them. And his last three games, you know, they've had four losing streaks of four games or more already this year. And we're at June 1st. Three walks the entire Mets series. The approach is embarrassing. It really is. It's shameful, the approach that this team has. Work a freaking pitcher, please. Somebody. Be smart about this. You wonder why they have so many solo home runs. Because nobody's ever on. They swing at garbage. They're the easiest team to pitch against. By far. Just watch them night in and night out. And watch the at-bats. Watch the amount of balls that hit the dirt. Or running in on them. Or low and away, you know, Ryan Howard, Pat Burrell. Nick Castellanos last year, breaking balls that they chase far too often. Bottom third in home runs, bottom fifth in batting average with runners in scoring position. Near the bottom of the pack in walk rate. Don't win on the road. You know, look, and I get it's easy to just point the finger and say, this is Rob Thompson's fault. Or... It's Dave Dombrowski's fault. And I think that's too easy, and I think we're letting the players off the hook if that's the case. Just take a gander at some of the stats and what's happening right now. It's bad. Trey Turner's numbers are almost inconceivable for a guy who's had this kind of offensive talent throughout his career. 236 average, 279 on base, 369 slugging percentage, a 648 OPS. And I know that Schwarber hits home runs and draws walks. But 160? 160 is his batting average. 160. He needs to up that 40 points to get to the Mendoza line. It's incredible. His last single was May 10th. May 10th was the last time he got a single. Ugh. Now you add injuries to it. Bohm's on the IL with a hamstring. You're already dealing with Hoskins. Suarez just coming back. Who knows if we're going to see Andrew Painter this year. And you look at the rotation. 
Tell me what you can count on here. I was listening to Taiwan Walker after the game today. And at one point, he mentioned it was a morning game. Now, I know what he meant. You get to the ballpark in the morning, you're prepping in the morning, you're getting ready for a you know one ten start. I get what he was talking about, but I just couldn't find it today. You know, morning game and what? Excuse me? You're making $18 million a year. Tell that to your boss tomorrow if, if you got a job where you have to get there in the morning. Tell your boss that. You know what? Just not feeling it, man. It's the morning. You know what? Just, uh, hey, I'm going to tap out. You good? You good if I roll at 11 o'clock tomorrow morning? See what happens. It's a joke. And they can tell you they're not laissez-faire, and they can tell you that they, they have senses of urgency or whatever, but talk's cheap. Actions are real. Do you see? I'm asking you. 215-592-9494. Do you see urgency here? I mean, do, do you buy it's as simple as they're just pressing? I mean, I do think they're pressing, but there's a lot of stuff going on here. Dumb base running. I couldn't believe what Real Muto did the other day, trying to steal second. I sit there and watch Trey Turner in the field, and I get he's not Ozzie Smith. But what has happened to this guy? You know, usually at least... If you're brutal at the plate, you could do something to save your your team a run in the field. It's mind-boggling what's happening here with these guys. Collectively, it's a it's a heaping, stinking, wafting through the streets pile of garbage so far. And and you know what the, the worst part of it is? We were all so excited for this. And it's it's not it wasn't just hey I can't wait to watch this it's you know what I'm going down to the ballpark I'm going to support them I'm going to pay my hard earned cash and go I mean the fans bought into what happened last year and they backed it up in a big way and they have so far and this is what they've been rewarded with. It's incredible. I mean, I'm I'm blown away. Again, one runner in scoring position today. The other day, they didn't get to second base for the first time since 2016. What else do we need to see here? It's awful. You know, and we're assuming, I guess some are, that they're going to Washington this weekend, and this is where they get right. I mean, they might. There's no guarantee you keep playing like this. I don't care who the team is. It's not going to matter. And they're 11 and 21 on the road. So to assume that all of a sudden this is going to get cured because you're in D.C., I, I mean, take a look at the standings. Take a look at them in the East. Washington's not all, they're one game worse. They're 24 and 32 right now, and the Phillies are 25 and 31. So as much as we kind of laughed off Washington, they're right there with the Phillies. So we'll talk about it. 215-592-9494. A lot to get into with the Phillies for sure. We will discuss Nick Nurse in the press conference today. My takeaways. And we'll play cuts for you. What Nurse had to say, what he had to say about Joel Embiid, what he had to say about James Harden and the possibility of him returning, about Tyrese Maxey. Uh, 
about not not vibrating on the past. Do you vibrate on the past? No. You shouldn't. I, I try to avoid that at all costs. Have you ever heard that term again before, Tucker? I have not, but and I'm going to keep using it. Didn't it feel hinky-ish? It felt like something hinky would throw out there. Yeah, or like Matt Klentak, like one of those yeah. GMs or, or coaches we've had, or like Gabe. Yeah, Gabe, Gabe would, would definitely totally say that. that. Yes. Like, yes. hey, what about last year? I'm not vibrating on the past, man. Yeah, he would have thrown a man in there. Yeah, he would have thrown a man in there. Absolutely. Yeah, that's be- that's going to be like my... Anytime like someone wants to bring up like a bad take I had or a bad prediction, hey man, I'm not vibrating. We're not on vibrating the past. on the past, not no, anymore. Exactly. Not so whatever I said that, that was dumb, and there's been plenty of it over the years. I, I'm not vibrating on the past. I'm just forewarning you right now. But yeah, woof. All right, so we will discuss that Eagles OTAs uh, kicked off today. So a lot of ground to cover. And I look, I I know I know for me, and I tell you guys this a lot. It's therapeutic for me to be able to voice my opinion it's cathartic it allows me an outlet it's healthy for me and i think wip and sports talk radio serves the same purpose for you the listener it's your ability to sound off to have your voice heard if if anything to not have to just swallow this frustration what's happening with this team so we will get into that there's a bunch of other things that i want to dive into including um jason kelsey's appearance Yesterday, last night at the Union game, um, th- this dude is the ultimate man of the people. It's unbelievable. I'm going to tie it into something we're, we're going to do tonight as well. A bunch of other stuff we're going to get into. I'll give you a review a little bit later of everything but the chip, which was the uh, the NBA TV special on the 2001 Sixers. I'll give you my review. I won't do a spoiler alert thing for you, but I'll give you my review. A bunch of other stuff to get into uh, today, including Monty Williams who has not won a championship as an NBA coach, gets six years, $78.5 million with the Pistons. Whoa. I mean, I can only imagine what they're paying Nick Nurse. And I can only imagine what, if Eric Spolstra sees that, you know, how he's drooling right now. Or, or one of these established coaches. Man. Oof. Let's go to Lou in Denver to kick things off. Lou, you're on 94 to VIP. Rob, what's up, man? Good to talk to you. Hey, Lou, how are you? Uh, you know, I've been better. I just can't watch this team. It's, it's terrible. It's terrible right now. They're terrible. I've been saying it's it's not it's been it's getting late early, as Yogi Bear would say, right, Ben? Oh, you're and getting you're exactly it, right. You're exactly right. Yep. And and that, that's where the sense of urgency comes in. Like, how do you have? I know we'll just take it one guy, Schwarber, yep. batting one sixty. I look at his OPS because he does have twelve home runs, but that stinks. That stinks. He can't bat fifth. It and stinks. this isn't a guy where, like, hey, you might ruin his confidence. He's a seasoned veteran. And I, if I'm Rob Thompson, I'm saying, dude, you're getting, you're batting seventh or eighth until you turn it around. Yeah. Because we need to win games. Yep. Maybe if I'm Bryce Harper, it, it, you know, after to the Mets, to God, I hate the Mets. It's the worst. God, I hate. Them. It's like the Sixers laying down for the Celtics in a game seven. Ugh. And I lived in New York seven years, and I had to deal with Mets fans on a daily basis. But, it was horrible. Lou, but let me get back to your point I, you just made real yeah. quick, and I'll let you get everything else yeah. you have off your chest. But sure. th- the whole thing, when it, this comes, this applies to Turner, it applies to Schwarber. Quite frankly, it applies to anybody other than maybe Harper. Yeah. You forfeit the I'm comfortable in this position when you're hitting yeah. a buck sixty, when you're hitting two thirty six with a two seventy nine on base percentage. Guess what? All of that is out the window. Okay, you got to perform at some point, and if you're not, you're going to get dropped. It's just the way it is. 
and that's where the sense of urgency, I, I, you know, if I'm Bryce Harper, because, I mean, he's doing everything right. He's saying the right things, and they're trying not to panic. But I'm having a players-only meeting and just saying, look, guys, we need to come to the ballpark ready every day. We need to take an approach. I like Stott's approach. You know, he's patient. And I don't know, I hear things like Kevin Long wants to be aggressive because the first pitch. I mean, that's why you're hitting all these home runs with no one on base because they know if someone's on base, they'll just throw it out of the strike zone and you're going to try to hit it out of the park and you're going to roll over and hit a double play to the second or baseman or the shortstop. You know, it's it's just frustrating because I had this team at like 92 wins. Mm-hmm. I even put a little money on it. Maybe that's why I'm a little more frustrated. <laughs> but I could tell you're a little more salty because there might be some coin involved. I got but, you. But it, also, don't you feel like, okay, Middleton coming out and like, all right, we went to the World Series. We're here to win multiple championships. Right. It's like you're delusional right now. It feels like where, where are they coming from? And I know Hoskins and then Hall getting hurt. That did hurt. Ranger not starting out. Painter yeah. getting hurt. So yeah. they're – there are little glimpses of optimism here and there, but when Nola doesn't look like a, a ace or anything like a third, even a fourth starter, and you have your best guys like Trey Turner, who's supposed to be, you know, all world playing terribly, you can look at it like, well, he stinks or he's got to turn it around. They got to turn it around now. Yeah. They got to sweep the Nats this weekend. No, I, and Lou, thanks. I, I, I listen. I, I love that, and I feel your frustration. I do. Um, you know, look, I have no doubt that Kevin Long is is preaching to these guys. You got to be more selective. You got to be more patient. You can't try and hit an eight-run home run every time. I, like I have no doubt he's telling them that. I, I really don't. And and Rob Thompson is is echoing the same kind of messages. I'm sure. This is where I I, I lay the blame at the feet of the players. At some point, you got to start pulling it together. And now here's the other part. Yeah, it is early. Like nobody's going to argue that. But, you know, to, to, to think that you're going to be able two straight years to go on insane runs to get yourself into the playoffs, you're really putting yourself in a precarious situation to try and do it two straight years. The sixth wild card helps. There's no doubt about that. And it's, like I said earlier, this is not a situation where I'm coming on here tonight and I'm telling you they're not getting in the playoffs. I'm, I'm so far from doing that right now, but we got to call it like we see it through the first 56 games. And what we've seen is utterly unacceptable. It's bad baseball across the board, and I don't want to hear injuries. Atlanta's dealing with major injuries to their starters. The Dodgers have been dealing with major injuries on top of it. And if you want to cross sports, look at a team like the Heat. They've basically been without Oladipo and Tyler Hero throughout most of the playoffs. And somehow, some way, they figured out a way to get in the NBA Finals. So, spare me. What you see here with the injuries, and this is what really jumps out of you, is where a bad farm system continues to bite you. Years and years of ineptitude with Clentac and McPhail and others are catching up to you and hurting you now. Because you don't have any... That's why you're, you're calling up Drew Ellis. You would think I would know who Drew Ellis is. You would think, Tucker, that I would know who he is. I know I keep track of all the Bagleys running around out there. <laughs> I, I had, I'm like, wait, who? Drew Ellis. Now, I need to go get his jersey. That, that has to happen. 
But nonetheless, this is what they're bringing up. Rob and Delco. Rob, you're on 94 to VIP. Yeah, what's up, buddy? Oh, Rob. Rob, listen, I got a couple things I want to say tongue and cheek here, cheek here on basketball with the Sixers and then just hammer on the Phillies, okay? Because you're right, Rob. This is therapeutic for me, so I need to get it out, okay? Right. Yep. First thing, I know he said it because Daryl Moore is sitting there and Josh Harris is sitting there. But are you kidding me? This is one of the reasons you, reasons you came here is because of this guy and the great owner? What world is this guy in great owner? Josh Harris doesn't know nothing about this. He don't even know anything about basketball. He is a terrible owner. He's a, he's a great owner because he just handed you probably somewhere in the neighborhood of ten million a year. That's why yeah. he's a great owner. Yeah, yeah, ten to twelve million a year. Yeah, yep. I was gonna say, and I know we're sitting there, so he has to say, "Rob, I understand yeah. that." But when I heard him say, "Oh, this is like one of the reasons I came here," is because this guy Daryl, I worked for him before, and this great owner, I'm thinking, "Oh my god!" I know. Hey, hey you know what, Rob? I just have a year end uh, review at work, and I told my I told my boss. I'm not vibrating on the past. You don't worry about that. You know what I mean? Don't judge me on that. I'm not vibrating on that. Boss. I'm tell- floor, I want you know everybody mean? in the Delaware Valley tomorrow to hit their boss with that. Like, I'm not feeling it this morning. You know, I, I, mean, I don't vibrate on the past, but I'm not just not really feeling it. So, yeah, I'm kind of done. Are you good? Okay, see ya. Yeah, yeah just have my review. I'm say, listen, boss, I'm not vibrating on the past. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I'm looking forward to the future. But you know what, Rob? Oh. Oh, seriously, I'll wait, I'll wait till the fall for that, but... That's uh, okay, Rob. You know what the one good thing was today, Rob? They played at one o'clock, so I don't have to waste my night coming yeah. home from work watching that slop. So that's one good thing. They played at one o'clock, okay? Yeah. The other, the other good thing is, Rob, if you sat down and you you took out Dombrowski's arm and Middleton's arm and you gave him some true serum, do you think they they would they would renege on that Trey Turner deal? Yes. They they would. I agree with you one hundred percent, Rob. The absolute Schwarber deal. Even the year he had last year, do you think they? Yes. And Castellanos. While we're at it, but part of the problem, like, like I'll be honest with you, Rob, I I didn't see this coming from Turner at all. the (sighs) The problem with Castellanos and and Schwarber was they're basically both DHs, and you know what complicated it was Harper's injury that really set you back because the two of them have to be in the field almost every day, so that that just makes it that much worse. But I mean, even by Schwarber's sort of manic stand, you know, standards that he has where he's all over the place. This is even extreme for him. And I got one more quick thing to Phil's Rob, and then I'm going to give you a prediction um, out of the box of the, who's going to win the uh, series tonight. Right. Um, can Schwarber, Kyle, if you're listening to me, Rob from Delco wants you to hit your weight. I don't even want you to hit – I don't know what his weight is. What was he, right, 230, 240? I guess that's impossible this year, right, Rob? Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't count on that, Rob. I would would not count on that, Rob. Can I put some money on that? I wouldn't put any money. I go on the under, my friend. (laughs) And listen, Rob. You know what? I'm a shocked world because you know what I learned from Butler the other night is they could have one of the most epic collapses in NBA history, but he prevented it from that because he knew he didn't play well the last couple games. He came out in the biggest game of his career and he showed up. Uh And you know what? I'm going to say something out of the box, Rob. The Heat are going to win in six. Okay. All right. All right. I like it. I like it, Rob. All right, buddy. You got it. One of the takeaways, and look, I was old enough to to remember all of it Um, from the two watching that everything but the chip last night special on the 2001 Sixers was what I was just reminded of is how Iverson in every big game, in every big moment, stepped to the plate. No fear. Absolutely no fear. Like, jump on, boys. 
every time during that run. Multiple 50-point games, big games, even if it wasn't a 50 spot. Zero fear. And it just made me think about Joel Embiid and James Harden and the way that they just straight turtled up. And, and that's the thing I can't get past. Nick Nurse, and look, I'm, I'm thrilled that Nick Nurse is the coach. He was my first choice. So I'm, I'm, I'm kudos to the Sixers for getting their man and getting the guy that I think gives them the best opportunity to try and win. But if you're asking me if I'm over what happened with the Sixers, I'm not over it by a long stretch. 215-592-9494. Phillies, Sixers, both on the table. I'm Rob Ellis. WIP Sports Time is 725.